The following Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast is based on real events from the history of American crime. Some of this imagery might be upsetting. Listener discretion is advised. Here we are again. So, who remembers uh, where we left off? Everything exploded. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> there was a click. We split the party in the first game session. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, did. Well, yeah. technically, we did. Oh. Arrest another member of the party. Oh. And yeah, somebody's in carriage time right now. <laughs> In time I out. Police, I went to the police station. No, oh, you are you are no. still at Tate's house. And so I should do a little bit of intro because I have no idea when this is going to air. I have no idea when this comes out. Um, but when this does come out, our, our loyal, and I'm sure by now sizable legion of fans will have left you guys off at the click. And then they will have spent some time with two other members of uh, what will eventually, one day, in like the year 2023, be the full party, um, and all of their shenanigans and goings-on, which you guys, as of this recording, still haven't heard, so I can't spoil that. And now we are transitioning back um, after the ad break, um, because I also expect by the time this airs we'll have lots of sponsors. And I thought about just like going ahead and prepping like to read ad copy for... Lisa Mattress or, or whatever right now, but Lisa, if you're out there, pay us. So you guys were at the Tate residence. You found Alexander Desmond Tate, famed backfire uh, producer, director, writer, man of all um, trades and talents in the entertainment biz. Um, I can't believe I just said biz. That is <laughs> super lame. Um, On recording? Right? I yeah. know. That's... Oh! Oh! Um, big yikes. Yeah, big yikes. Take it out post. Yeah, no. <laughs> don't don't worry about it. It's not the first time. Mark, Mark's our editor. Yeah, the incompetent. Mark, Mark, right now, let's go. Three minutes in, got fixed. <laughs> don't sweat it. Um, you had found a, a hidden button that, um, when when pressed, there was an ominous click, and you saw one of the bookcases in his study swing open. But not all of you are there. Um, Percy uh, has been detained for making like vague menacing threats <laughs> to um, the other law enforcement who were there. Um, something along the lines of, if you don't want anything like this to happen again, better let me know what's happening. Something something like that. Yes. Bad word choice. <laughs> By Percy. But uh, don't alone. do this in real life, kids. Yes. Um, yeah. Ask for a lawyer. And so here we are. So, uh, Griff, what is what's going on with Percy out in the 
out in the wagon, <laughs> out in the carriage. Like, what's he thinking well, about? What's he doing? Well, now Percy's thinking. Mm-hmm. Because he's in a bit more of a situation than he expected to be. Mm-hmm. You know, usually he figures uh, if you want to help somebody, you might as well try. Maybe he shouldn't have swung for the fences so early. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. What? Now... Let's, uh, let's do a uh, perception check because he's just sitting there in that carriage. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what's going on around. And I'm going to roll a dice. And we have 15. Okay, so uh, everybody that was there because it was a crime scene and it was all very exciting, they've, they've all left. The police, I guess, for whatever we want to call them, they're inside. You saw another person kind of skulk in and they haven't come out yet but everybody that you have encountered everybody that you've spoken to they're still inside this mansion on the opposite side of the street you see a a pretty big pretty well-dressed guy he's probably about mm, like 17 18 years old or so and he's got two um, little lackeys with him and they're kind of like looking around and they come up to the carriage that you're in. Yeah. Okay. So, Percy sees them come up and just doesn't say anything. Okay. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, they they don't seem to notice you. The bigger one starts, uh, like, he's very obviously in charge. And he's, he's bossing the other two little guys around. And they start climbing into the front of the carriage um, like they're going to steal it. In the carriage. Yep. Ballsy. Hmm. But they don't know. I mean, they haven't seen him there. Okay. So let's see here. Is there anything separating? There's some sort of like I don't know, forgotten realms partition <laughs> <laughs> between Percy and uh, these these folks trying to steal this carriage here. Yeah, there would be a partition with like bars on it. Okay. Let's see here. So they they're just focused on. Um, finagling their way to get this thing moving. These are these are three rich kids who have a chance to steal a cop car, and they're going for it. Okay. So, Percy waits for a little bit, and then just... <laughs> just coughs loudly. <laughs> they... All three of the boys jump. Like, they're, they're very clearly startled. And one of the little ones turns around, and he's like... It's like, oh no, Brody, there's somebody in here. We gotta go. <laughs> and Brody's like, shut up. And so Percy just kind of looks at them. And then he says, yeah, uh, his carriage won't go. <laughs> hey, Brody, he says the carriage won't go. And Brody's like, I said, shut up. And Brody Brody turns around and he says to Percy, he's like, yo, uh, what'd you do? You some kind of murderer? Percy goes... I like how everybody's Italian in this game. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an artifact of living here. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Came back to me when I was there. I was just If I was a murderer, what do you think I would have done? He thinks he, he thinks about this for a second. Like, this is a really, like, tough question that he would get in, in class. And he's like, I thought you were a murderer. What would you have done? You would have murdered somebody. 
It's like, okay, that, that's a good answer, but how do that's... you think I would have done it? <laughs> He's Brody is wow. so confused <laughs> by by this. He kind of he kind of looks Percy over. What is what does Percy look like? Remind remind me if we didn't go over it before. Well, Percy is a human. Okay. Uh, he, well, for this, he's got on silver clothing, but his little little patch worn and everything, dark skin, and he you know because of all the things he's seen, he's seen he's kind of got this air about him that may be parts of his bardic charisma or the fact that you know maybe he's seen some stuff and is willing to do some stuff in order to clear his mess up so unassuming unless you think that this guy might be a murderer which they okay yeah. um so make an intimidation check okay Oh, huh. <laughs> I rolled a 20. All right. Okay, so the kids are, like, one of the little, one of the smaller boys, like, elbows Brody in the ribs, and he's like, I think that he, I think that he, he killed old man Tate. And, and Brody, like, for all of the high school, um, like, bravado that he has, he, he believes it. <laughs> And he says, um, he's like, well, uh, sir, I, I, I don't know how, how I, I wouldn't know anything about how, how anybody gets murdered. It's like, okay, so never seen a play before. <laughs> <laughs> Cause now Percy's talking to him. So now he's kind of got him. Yeah. So Percy just kind of looks at me and goes, no, you asked the question. And. I'm wondering how you think I'd do it just so I can cross something off my list. <laughs> For the radio audience at home, everybody in the party is like really interested in this way this is playing out. Just, <laughs> yeah. If your, your face just dropped, all of our faces just dropped. Yeah. I, I wish I could have taken a quick screenshot of the... face just dropped. <laughs> 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 guys. <laughs> The oh, wonder of Griff. <laughs> he wait. So you you said that you want him, you really want him to say how he thinks you did it. Yeah. So he uh, like what would a dumb bully kid say? Okay, so he he like he looks you over, and he he probably can't tell that you're a bard or anything. You're just a a human, like kind of shabby. So. He says, um, then he kind of like looks around the cart and he's like, well, I don't see any, anything they, they took from you. So you must've used your hands, right? Would you like strangle the old man? So a person just kind of looks at him. He says, well, if you've been where I've been and you've seen what I've seen and you've learned what I've learned, then you know that if you get into certain conversations with people, sometimes if you say the right combination of words, you don't have to use your hands. This is fucked up, man. Yeah, it's like this is our call of Cthulhu. 
<laughs> okay, so uh, this this kid will do anything that you want him to. Now, he is like he's terrified. <laughs> he's they they are terrified of you, and so like one of the little guys like elbows Brody again, and he smacks him in the back of the head. He's like, leave me alone. And they're like, we're we gonna we gotta get the carriage. We gotta go. Like, what are we gonna do? Should we just leave him here? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And Brody's like, I think we should. I think we'll have to. We're just gonna go. We're gonna find him. We're gonna. We're just gonna go. So the person he like looks at him is like, wait. I need you to do something for me. What? I would like you to inform the officers everything you know about Mr. Tate, and if you don't. I'm going to say those words. <laughs> and you're going to have a very short time left. Holy shit, dude. All right. <clears throat> the <laughs> Brody's voice cracks a little bit. <laughs> and uh, he's, he suddenly, like, he looks very young all of a sudden. <laughs> He doesn't look like the seventeen-year-old high school bully that he was. He was, and the boys uh, are like falling over themselves to like climb out of the carriage and run uh, into the house. And they're like, "Officers! Officers! <laughs> officers!" <laughs> so inside the house, um, you guys, there's a click, and the 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 wall opens up a little bit. And just before, or just as you have your hand, just as Solar has his hand on the the bookshelf to pull it open, um, these three boys come barreling into the <laughs> into the house, and they like seeing the body of of Alexander Tate just still there on the floor. Um, one of them vomits immediately <laughs> and starts just starts crying, just like crying, like oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and and so from the from the carriage, Percy would see the three go in, and then see one of the little ones come running right back out, <laughs> just like screaming for, just screaming. <laughs> so, scream. Yeah, he's he's broken. <laughs> like this this boy is is gone. <laughs> the other two are just like standing over over the body, just like like mesmerized. A uh, quick question. Yeah. Um, when they fled the carriage, mm-hmm. did they leave the door open? No, you never had them open the door. Oh, okay. They were just peering in. <laughs> you are you are sitting in there like Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> 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 having just. <laughs> are we allowed? Oh, so in the since we make movie references all day long, are we allowed to make movie references? Yes. With, like quoting. Yeah, that's fine. Just checking for our for. Our... Hello, Clarice. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just, right, uh... So, okay. So he's just... All right, cool. Yep. And at first, he's just kind of sitting there like, I didn't <laughs> think that would go that well. <laughs> <laughs> of all the other times I've tried to drive people insane, it never worked. <laughs> just my day. So back in the house, Solar and Zafira and Rusty and Joey Greenhorn... 
are all in there. I forgot about Joey. And Joey Greenhorn. Oh, Joey Greenhorn. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting his stripes today. Yeah, Joey Greenhorn. Yeah, the the other group also has a. Um, they also came up with their own, not knowing anything about Joey Greenhorn. Um, have their own NPC cop. <laughs> so there's going to be some epic crossover stuff, I guess. CW style. And then that the other NPC who was in there who who burst in um, and was trying to... Uh, he said that he was Tate's agent. And so you guys are in there and these two boys are all of a sudden, they, they came running, yelling into the house and now they're there, standing over the body. Shouldn't Joey Greenhorn and Rusty be closer to the door to stop this kind of incident? So it's me and... Zafira. Zafira. We're, we're the ones that went looking. we the ones that triggered the door. Yeah. And we, were, we went to... Yeah. We're facing that slash at that door frame. Yeah. I mean, we, I would assume we would have Rusty, Joey Greenhorn, and there's no... That's it. That's the two cop. That's the... Yeah. The two MPs, my partner, and the, the new cop guy. Yep. They should be between door duty and keeping the agent in the chair. Yeah. Uh, Rusty's with the agent in the chair because Rusty was mm-hmm. uh, aggressive. Joey Greenhorn's... Literally panicking about the situation, but he's outdoor duty, so the kids yeah. gonna run right into yeah. Joey Greenhorn. Okay, so the, the boys run right right into Joey Greenhorn. Brody is probably just as big, if not a little bit bigger than Joey Greenhorn, and so easily um, gets past this this sentry. Yep. And uh, I I would imagine that as the boys are are having like one of those high school boys like, oh my god, it's a dead body, like that's so cool kind of things. Like, I, I kind of see Joey almost, like, <laughs> regressing a little bit and thinking, sure. like, like yeah, like, that is pretty cool. And then having to be like, oh, wait, wait, whoa, what? Like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 you boys whoa. aren't supposed to be in here. What's going on? And Brody's, Brody says, that man, that man out in your carriage told us that he would kill us if we didn't tell you everything that we know, but I don't know that much about... <laughs> About, about Miss, about about the body. <laughs> I, I know that my mom likes his his shows. She listens to the programs, but I don't know. He said he would he would use his words, and that I would die. <laughs> and Joey Greenhorn, he like he like absorbs it all, and he's like, I'm gonna take this up the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> what a cop out <laughs> he goes and tells Salar that guy that you have out in the carriage I just told just told these kids that he was going to kill them if they didn't come in here and talk to us but the fat one says he doesn't know anything and Brody's just like he looks insulted but <laughs> a lot of baby fat baby faced kid so, what does Solar do? Oh, boy. So, Johnny Greenhorn's the one talking to me? Yeah. I, I kind of register what he's talking to me. Like, I'm listening to it in the back of my ear. I hear the, the reference point where he's talking about how someone in the, in the... The guy we put in the car is giving some stuff. Uh-huh. I look... I turn around. I turn to Joey and go, uh, Okay. Apparently, the situation's not going to clean itself up. And I look over at Rusty. Rusty, get him out of the carriage. Get him in here. We wanna, I want more words with that guy before we let him back down. down. And then, uh, Joey, don't move. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, uh, I turn back to what I'm inspecting, and I'm going to give it. A, I'm going to do a perception check on the magical bookshelf. Okay. Secret entrance thing. I want to check the traps, mm-hmm. both Arcana and mechanical, and then 
any form of things that stick out, like ruins, symbols, scrolling, scries. Okay. I'm looking to basically investigate that space because I know not to enter secret back rooms and rooms without being a little bit cautious. Yes. How would you want me to would probably be giving it a look over too on her own. Probably more more towards trying to see if there's any magic involved because that's her thing. Yeah. Make your your arcana and investigation checks. I need D and D. I need uh, D and D Beyond. Oh. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> All right, uh, Zafir. <laughs> All right, one. Arcana is plus one, and investigation is plus three. Okay, so my Arcana check. Uh huh. Sixteen. Okay. My investigation check. Uh, eight. Okay, so the investigation check doesn't turn anything up. The they're, oh, they're... Wait, hold on. My investigation has a proficiency. Hold on. It's cocked. Nine. <laughs> no, still not better. Yeah. Uh, still doesn't turn anything up. Okay. The Arcanon um, check, uh, there, I think that you would sense that there's some sort of, and I think with Zephyr's, like, being able to point it out to her, um, sure. you, I think you would suspect that there might be some sort of magical alarm here. Yep. Um, but no, no trap of, or anything like that. I, so I look at Zephyr and go, I think there is a magical alarm of some sort. I'm not 100% the craftsperson to break those kind of things. Do you have any tricks before I step in this room? Zephira would probably... Uh, hmm, I don't know if she would... She'd go ahead and take a look at it, see if there would be anything she could do to dispel it. I don't know if that would be her forte. I, I think that Zephira would realize that the alarm is, is would only register um, to Tate, probably, and he's dead. Okay. So, and... So it's more like a, a trigger that goes off, like he hears it. Type he of hears thing. it. Okay. Yeah, yep. Okay, so between our conversation, we look at each other, we both exchange, like, shrug glances of, eh, mm-hmm. I will uh, enter the room. Okay. Yep, I'll uh, as, I'm do- as I'm doing that, I'm giving us a backwards pass to make sure that Rusty's bringing it off. Percy, yeah, the the person, out the the rambunctious citizen. Make sure he's bringing him in the room. <laughs> Ram- rambunctious. Yep. Citizen. That's his class. <laughs> 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 that new rambunctious citizen build from the unearthed arcana. Um, oh, let me start writing things down. <laughs> I, I'm curious, like, what the interaction between Rusty and Percy would be, but in the <laughs> sake of time, I guess we'll just have to save that as, like, a deleted scene. Um, <laughs> oh, man, deleted scene. Yeah, the, uh, the Blu-ray cut. When you get that writing mode one of these days, do, like, a little transcription of, like, that interaction. Oh, <laughs> no. Griff and I can hammer that out <laughs> pretty pretty quickly <laughs> tonight. I don't think we'll have any problem with that. They uh, they show up and just for the just for the hell of it, we'll say like Rusty looks a little worse for wear. Like upon bringing Percy in, we don't know if there was any kind of like a scuffle or maybe Percy said something to Rusty that has him like rattled. Um, but he 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 looks really irritated. He shoves Percy into the room. And he goes back, and then he, um, Joey Greenhorn is back to like looking at the body with the the boys, and it's probably probably like you see here where like they burned him. He's like, "Stop it, Joey! What's wrong with you?" And like shoves him out of the way and throws the throws the boys out. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um. So behind the bookcase, 
there is a um, spiral staircase that's going down. Yay! All right, I go down it. Okay. Dungeon, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, my passive perception is thirteen, so I'm keeping an eye out for any form of things that stand out to me. Beyond is this just mm-hmm. a is this a story? Is this a trying to track what's going on as I'm going through it? Yep. I'm like, I'm always in I'm always in cop mode. I'm always looking at everything oh, from yeah. the lens of what's what's coming around the corner. What's what's why is the space here type of thing. Mm-hmm. Two days to retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Solar's got like a rod with a light spell on one hand and like a wand over it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> above it. <laughs> Come on, um, Potter. Where are you? Yeah. Um. <laughs> should have you put those in your inventory. A wand with magic missile charges on it, and then a, sure. a rod of uh, just a light spell. Sure. And I'm sure there's a, a better name for it, but whatever. I'm not gonna look it up right now. Sure. Um, come on, Potter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just—they're uh, outside of bed. I know it. Yeah. Walking around. So yeah, you get down there, and um, there uh, there's no need for the light. There are like the equivalent of like torches on the wall except they're not fire um it's also like magical light and several places around the room um it's a pretty large room there is there's a small stage built with some chairs around it there is a bar uh, that is fully stocked there are some bookcases and uh with your passive perception I think that you would you would pick up that there's lots of magic stuff down here that would be considered illegal. Excellent. Um, so does uh, does Zafira and do does Percy go down there too? Uh, Zafira is definitely following. Okay. She uh, makes the magic stuff very interesting. Yeah. So Percy's still upstairs. Yeah. And uh, Rusty's still there. Yeah. Okay. So. Percy just kind of gives Rusty a, a, a side glance, as if to say, "Whoops!" and then says, "Say, um, if you asked them to look for a name, could you do that for me?" He says, "Yeah." All right. Ask them to keep an eye out for the last name, Gritain. G R I T T A I N. He he writes it down, and uh, he says, "Yeah." I'll... What's that? What's that name? What's it mean? It's like that's the name of the people that got me into a bunch of trouble. Good. All right. We'll keep an eye out. All right. And then uh, first, just kind of looked at him and goes, "Yeah." And uh, those kids are trying to steal your carriage. <laughs> He's like, "What?" And uh, <laughs> camera cuts to. <laughs> outside (laughs) where the boys are now in the process of trying to figure out how to steal the carriage. Yes! Uh. (laughs) I feel like I feel like they're attempting this and then the way in which they're doing it um, you can't really jack a police cruiser because of all the corruption. (laughs) Either A, there's a kill switch and or B both Rusty and me are getting that mental note going, alarm's going off. Yeah, yep. Yeah, some sort of some sort of magic alarm um, I, I imagine them like like they're sitting there and they've got the reins and 
<laughs> they're trying to figure out how to make the horse go. But <laughs> the horse is... <laughs> the horse is like, no. <laughs> the horse is like, not having any anything to do with this. The horse is not Crime. Yeah, I, and I can't remember if I gave if your carriage has a horse or if it was pulled by a centaur, which would be even funnier. It was a centaur. If it, it was a centaur. It was um, a centaur. It was egg. Yeah. Okay. The centaur, the centaur also doubles as like reinforcement. Yeah, yeah, and muscle, riot control. Um, mm-hmm. So they're oh they're sitting there in the back, and and like the centaur has this look like he can't believe that something <laughs> this stupid is happening. As they're like lash, they they're trying to lash his back with the <laughs> the straps, um, or the, with the reins, and uh, he just like he's like, really, really, <laughs> and like like Brody, I can't get this stupid thing to start. <laughs> Must so be some kind of magic. Dist- we hear the distant sounds of two children being like chased across the yard by a centaur. <laughs> Well, he—I mean, he couldn't because he's—he's—he's he's, he's attached he's have, to the carriage. Like an emergency pull-off street. Yeah, that's true. An emergency release. Okay. He's like, I gotta go work now. Like, okay. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you two would have um, like that alarm. That alarm go off. Like um, something's happening under the carriage, and then it's muted, and then you hear this uh, high-pitched shriek. And you could probably feel like the concussive steps of this stampeding <laughs> centaur, <laughs> um, just probably going for like half a block um, to chase the kids away, and then like a resigned as he <laughs> plods back. I can't back. remember if we gave the centaur a name or not, but even if we did, we need to name him Penny, so that way, <laughs> cent, <laughs> oh. centaur. Yep. Penny. <laughs> I'm not sorry. No, I'm no. That pause that you heard was my trying to think about like the infinite ways to work in a lost reference that probably only Griff and Mark and I would really appreciate. Like not Penny's carriage, <laughs> which is really funny to me, but nobody else <laughs> in in all of existence. Um, I made me think of the, the magicians, and I'm like, is there a centaur teleport? How much does this work? Like, I don't know where else to go with this. That'd be cool if you could. If you could, that'd be <laughs> OP. He pulls a carriage as a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's his, yeah. Hi again, everybody. This is Dr. Andy Wilzak. I wanted to say thanks again for taking time to listen to the show. We really appreciate it. The reason why I wanted to make Strength Check into an actual play D&D podcast um, when there are so many other actual play shows out there that are probably um, way better than anything that I could do is I want to draw your attention to a project that I'm a part of here in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're calling it Play for Progress, and the idea is to use D&D and eventually, hopefully, probably other tabletop games to help middle school and high school kids who are struggling with mental health problems or addiction issues or who feel alienated or isolated in some in some way. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has been hit really, really hard by the opioid crisis. Um, this part of Pennsylvania has a very high alcoholism rate. And this part of Pennsylvania 
is diversifying very quickly, and there are those who have capitalized on that to try to create more conflict between people. So we have a lot of kids here who are alone and who are suffering, um, and suffering mightily. So what we're doing, and the point of this message now, is to just let you know that we are raising money to make Play for Progress a sustainable force for good in the northeastern Pennsylvania area. Um, if you have even $5 to spare for us, you can go to gofundme.com slash playforprogress with hyphens between the words, so play hyphen for hyphen progress. Um, and anything that you can give us will go a long way towards making us sustainable. Thank you.